Talk with Doc. I am your host, Doc. Thanksgiving is coming up in a few days, and I just want to talk about something really brief. You know, we know that we have the 2020 pandemic. We got chaos that's been happening in the streets all year, mostly. Uh, We had this presidential election. We had this man in the presidency. We've had mass confusion. We've had uh, fires in California. There's been all kinds of uh, bad things happen on this earth. But we still got to find something. And even if you don't celebrate the traditional Thanksgiving, you have to find something to be thankful for. And you say, how dare you tell me that? It's been hell, unemployment, uh, no money coming in, can't pay my bills, electricity. Well, I'm going to just give you something to think about. Your heart has beated 103,000 times a day. You've had over 37 million breaths this last year. Those are all gifts. I mean, it might not be what you was looking for, and this might be something that you take for granted, but I just want you to keep in mind, if you're not thankful for anything else, thankful for your right mind, be thankful for your heart beating, be thankful for your lungs working. Now, I know that other people won't have these things, And you should consider yourself blessed to be still among those who are above ground. I don't want to preach to you. I just want you to be thankful for something, even if, like I said, it's not that traditional Thanksgiving to pilgrims and Indians and Turkey and family. We all are not going to be able to experience that this year. That is known. That is a fact. I hope that you be safe. I hope that you be smart. I hope that you take care of yourself and take care of those around you. Mass up. Make sure you wash. If you go into a function and you find out at this function, nobody is following any social distance. Nobody is masking up. Then remove yourself. Take care of yourself. Try to live to see 2021 and maybe a more normal year. That's what I wish for you, and that's my wish for myself. This week, we lost Jake Scott. Jake Scott was a football player for the Miami Dolphins. He was the MVP of Super Bowl VII. He's one of the rare defensive players to actually win the MVP in the Super Bowl. He's a five-time pro bowler. He was all pro. He was a member of that Dolphins undefeated Super Bowl team, the one and only still to today. He is their all-time interception leader, and he is also in the Dolphins honor roll. I remember seeing him when I was a kid. So I just wanted to spend a second and say, rest in peace. He passed away at the age of 75. So Corona is now up to over 12 million cases in the United States. 256,000 people have lost their lives in America to COVID. 59 million plus people have been affected with COVID-19 worldwide, and over 1.4 million people have died. That troubles me. I hate that I have to bring that up, but this is not what you would call a comedy show. But I talk about current events. I talk about sports, news, politics, and whatever's going on in the world. And this is going on in the world. So I would be remiss and irresponsible to ignore COVID-19 and just move on and try to make you feel good about something else. We had in New York, 
the Yvette Lev Temple in Williamsburg celebrate this wedding of the Grand Rabbi Aaron Teitelman and 7,000 plus people on November 11th went to this temple to celebrate. These are, this man is supposed to be the Grand Rabbi. He is supposed to be setting an example, but a celebration, a secular celebration of marriage trumps, for lack of a better term, wise thought, setting an example and being godly in this day and age. This is irresponsible on all fronts. And I hope that these people do not go out and further spread this virus amongst others. Do you know the damage that 7,000 people can do? Think about what happened in Sergis, the bike convention. Those people have now caused certain states' numbers to spike because they went home after having 30, 40,000 of them gather. Everybody wants to spit in the face of COVID like it's a joke. But when you have the numbers, like I mentioned, of 15 million people, 59 million people, I'm sorry, affected by a disease, how could you sit back in your right mind, you think that you're a rational adult and say that this is a joke? I mean, because think about this. Landlords are now trying to use an imitate uh, intimidation and tricks like changing the locks on tenants to get them booted out of their apartments to evict them, even though there's an eviction ban in America in certain states that runs until the end of the year. But because money, power, and them being irresponsible enough to own a building that they really can't afford, and the only way that they have it is because, one, they have decent credit, and two, they have tenants who are willing to pay the price so that they can own this place later on in life. But now they're trying to round about the law, backdoor the law, by kicking these people out in the holiday season. And a lot of places, November, December, and January are going to be cold. And you know how hard it is to get a new place when they ask for a reference and you've been evicted from your old place of residence, it's going to be virtually impossible. So people are going to have to regress and live into worse neighborhoods than they probably were living in because they are now being evicted. Nobody is waiting this out. There's no help coming. Newark may announce that they're going to have a 10-day stay-at-home order starting Friday that's going to run to November uh, to December 4th. It's going to start on November 25th, and it's going to run to December 4th. It's going to be a stay-at-home order. So that's Newark joining the fray. We had uh, Donald Trump Jr., who was listed as the son of a reality TV show host. Could you imagine that? Donald Trump Jr., is listed as the son of a reality TV show host instead of as the son of United States president. That's how bad people dislike Donald Trump Sr. Now, California also has issued a stay-at-home order banning all non-essential work and gatherings from 10 p.m. to 5 a.m. for the month of November, and it's going to run to December 21st. And then we'll see how that goes, because a lot of these states now are saying that we need to we actually need to reverse and get these people back at non-essential 
don't need to be out. They don't need to be about. They don't need to be in restaurants. They don't need to be in bars. They don't need to be in clubs. But people are disrespecting these orders nationwide. Because when you got a guy like Mike Pence, now this dude is running the coronavirus task force, right? And he is basically saying coronavirus cases in the media is just a form of crying wolf. Another so-called religious man, a man who uses the word of the Lord in vain by stating that he is a good Christian man and he does nothing Christian-like. All he has to do to show some Christianity towards his fellow brother is to be honest. Why is honesty a crime in 2020 or in modern times? Why being honest and saying, protect yourself, people, you know what? I'm supposed to love you. I love you. So do the right thing. Mice pen shame on you, dude. So the FDA approved the single-use test kit that will allow people to swab themselves and collect the nasal sample. This is at a home kit. Well, we'll see how this goes. Let's see if this is really just a money grab because the FDA really, really has not been there for us. I don't know if it's because Trump and how he runs his administration, but the FDA has not uh, really been there at the forefront telling us what to do and what not to do. But this at-home test is from Lasura Health, and hopefully that'll stop people from having to you know, get in their car, get on the long line. And you could do this at home, and hopefully it's a reasonably priced item. We shall see. So New Orleans decides to tell us beforehand, which is a smart deal, that they will not be having the Mardi Gras carnival parades. And those parades run from January 2nd all the way through the end of February, mostly. So they canceled them on Tuesday. Now, think about that. That would have been tens of thousands of people coming to the Big Easy to celebrate Mardi Gras, one form of another, one of these parades or another, and it's now been shut down. Do you think New Orleans wants to lose millions and millions of dollars if COVID-19 was a fake, phony joke? You know, five states now have stopped or suspended indoor dining. I already mentioned Newark and California. And so now you got Michigan, Washington, New Mexico, Oregon, and Illinois are all implicating some form of statewide suspensions of on-premise dining and bar services. The New York City public schools will go to remote learning starting November 19th, which meant that last Thursday or Friday, they went to remote learning. No more kids in classes. Now, do you think once again, I know it's a rhetorical question, but do you think that people would want to make it where kids have to be home? Because this is an inconvenience to the children. This is an inconvenience to the parents. This is the age kids should be starting to social find their social place in the world, how to work and deal with others. But when you're home, you, lo you lose that manner of uh, growing up. You lose that bit of um, social skills. And I think we'll suffer for this later on. Those who are at vulnerable ages that really need to learn their social skills are losing a year of life lessons. Hmm. Mitch McConnell finally accepted Joe Biden as the presidential elect. What took so long, Mitch McConnell? 
And he says that we will have an orderly transfer of power in January. But Trump is acting as though nothing is going on. He's still the man in charge. I mean, he goes out there and he fires his top U.S. security official, Christopher Curbs. He's the head of Homeland Security and Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security. He fires him Tuesday because he has to do something. He has to feel like he's still in power and he cannot help himself. Now, I'm sure that you've seen this. Rudy Giuliani, who used to be somebody. I'm going to repeat that. Rudy Giuliani, who really used to be somebody, not only just the mayor of New York, but known as a crime fighter in the United States of America for taking on and beating the mob. He shows up at some press conference. He's sweating profusely, looking crazy. He has this stuff running down the side of his face. Okay, so it's not hair dye, because they say the hair dye doesn't run like that. So what, it was mascara or whatever. I mean, he's not even taking care of himself enough not to be looking like a clown, but representing the United States president, which makes no sense. Georgia finally confirms Biden's victory. Three cases were tossed out of court in Pennsylvania, Arizona, and Georgia. The judge just said, I'm not going to hear these cases about voters fraud. They finally fired this Sidney Powell because now this is Trump's people. She is not a member of our legal team. She's practicing law on her own. She does not rep. I mean, because she's making some outlandish statements about voter fraud, and it really doesn't make sense. So Trump, once again, he wants to stir up the pot, cause as much controversy, do roundabouts so that you look in the wrong direction. So he comes up with the idea that he's going to sign an executive order to end birthright citizenship in the United States of America, meaning that if you were from a foreign country, but your baby was born while you were traveling here, no longer will that baby have lifetime citizenship to the United States of America, which is something that has been in effect for who knows how long. I have not done the due diligence on this, so I can't state the direct date, decade, or time when this bill came into order. But this has been standard procedure here in the United States since, you know, my whole lifetime. You know, this Kyle Rittenhouse, the 17-year-old from Wisconsin, uh, Waukegan, Wisconsin. Well, he's actually from Illinois, but he does the two shootings where he kills uh, Joseph Rosenbaum and Anthony Hubert, was released this week on $2 million bail. You know, he had people like Ricky Schroeder back him to make sure that money was raised so that he would be placed on bail. I'm just trying to figure out if this was Raekwon, would he get a $2 million bail if he was facing a double murder sentence? Would a young black male or female in the United States even get the opportunity? Now, we knew up front that militia groups would make sure that the funds would come up to get this kid bailed out. He goes back to court December 3rd, which hopefully a judge will rearrest him at this point in time and make him stay in jail until he faces trial. That is usually the status quo in America for a person facing capital murder charges. 
But there are always special circumstances for special people. And we always get separation in this country and we always being let known who's considered special and who's not considered special. This age of Adana Dean, Adana Dean, a white woman in a a white neighborhood has black neighbors. So she comes out and she confronts this family in California. The whole time she's got a dog in one arm, she has a taser in another arm. Why would you carry a taser over to your neighbor's house who has done you nothing? And then she has the audacity to tell this person, this is quote unquote, you're a black person in a white neighborhood and you're acting like one, suggesting that she, the person is a white person and should act like a white person in the neighborhood. Why should a black person have to act like a white person in a white so-called neighborhood? Why can't that person be as black as they are? What about black to Mrs. Dean is such a turnoff that you have to not be yourself to be in her area? And come to find out this family had been there for quite a bit of time. And I think that she really needs to reevaluate herself. It's a shame. It's sad that these Karens continue, even though some of them are paying the cost. Why would they continue this type of activity when they know they're being filmed? They know they're going viral. And what I would say to a black person who gets confronted by one of these Karens is stop with the long drawn out debates. State your case and move on. Do not stand there for 10, 15 minutes of your life going back and forth with a lunatic. After a while, nobody can tell who the fool is because all parties start looking like fools. If I ask you to leave, I'm going to ask you to leave one time and one time only. I am not going to debate asking you to leave my property. I will close the door if necessary, and if I'm not the type to call the police. I will let you sit out there and stew as long as you don't touch nothing, as long as you don't break anything. But the arguments going back and forth, it's not happening. I'm not going viral with a Karen. I'm just not going to do it. It's not how Doc is built. I'll let others do it. But why? What are you getting out of the long drawn out argument? What are you getting right now? Not only you arguing, but your wife and maybe your kids, your grandmother, your aunt, whoever's in the house is now in this debate. You're giving that person what they asked for, which is this attention. So Tucker Carlson, he has a new slogan, and this is so comical. Tucker Carlson from Fox News, who has been championing Trump since day one, now that Trump has said some negative things about Fox, Tucker wants to go after him. He wants to go after his attorney. He wants to go after Rudy. He wants to go after they didn't share information with us about this fraud. So his new slogan is standing up for what is right. When did Tucker Carlson come to the realization that you're supposed to stand up for what is right no matter what? Do I buy into it? No. Is he doing this to Panda? I believe so. Can I read his heart? No, I won't try to do that either. But it took him a long time. It took Fox a long time to realize that you're always supposed to stand up for what is right, even when nobody is watching. You should not have to be told. 
You should not have to be watched over. You should not have to be threatened. You should not have to be put in a position where you lose finances, where you lose viewership to do the right thing. I mean, it should be instilled in you from a child. That's one of the responsibilities of your parents is to teach you right from wrong. That is what a mother and father are. They are teachers. And hopefully aunties, uncles, and grandparents and older siblings are also teachers. So I've been watching a lot of television, but I'll start off by saying I am on Boardwalk Empire season four. So that's been like taking over all of my television watching. I'm going to finish that before I move on because it's the holiday seasons. And being that it's the holiday seasons, a lot of other shows get preempted. So they'll have an episode then go into repeats. And this way I'm not stuck not watching anything. So I'm going to finish a Boardwalk Empire and I'm enjoying it. Is it the greatest show? No, but it's an entertaining show. So I dig it. The first two episodes of The Good Doctor were outstanding. I have the Good Doctor comes on on Mondays, so I have last week's episode, and I will have this week's episode, and I'll watch them, like I said, at a later time. I am on the last two episodes of Fargo season four. It's been very enjoyable, but I'm not going to finish those up like I once again until I finish off Boardwalk Empire. American Housewives is a nice little comedy. It's a sweet comedy. Nobody really gets hurt. There's not a lot of anger. You know, this is sitcom white bread as it gets. But they are not dealing with the pandemic at all. So if you want to watch a show that is not dealing with reality at all, you can watch American Housewives because cartoons are dealing with the pandemic. South Park has dealt with the pandemic. Every Gondre show, which is bizarre, spaced out LSD television, I'm down to, I guess, the last two episodes of this season, and I'll finish those. Hell's Kitchen has been fantastic this year. Like I said, I said this last week, we found the grown-up version. There's some like IOTV where they do not bleep any of the cuss words so you hear what they say as they say it, and it, it's more adult, and I seem to appreciate it more. Uh, I don't even think this has been released in America, but I've, I've got these copies via another form. Law and Order's first episode was Law and Order SBU's first episode last week was outstanding. They dealt with some racism. They dealt with like the Amy Cooper, Karen in the Central Park type thing. They dealt with a male rape. They dealt with, uh, uh, you know, profiling. They also dealt with the fact that Liv might have harbored some inner racial views that she never even thought about. So I thought it was a very outstanding show. This Is Us is out there. The Survivor Series happened last night. I have not watched that as of yet, but I will watch that. I uh, The Blacklist has restarted up for those who like that show, and you might not know, but The Blacklist is back. And they released a documentary called 69, The Saga of Danny Hernandez. You know him as Tasachi 69. I got that. I have that on hold. And like I said, when I finish Boardwalk Empire, I will start that 
documentary. If you if ever you listen to Strange Talk with Doc, you will know that I love documentaries. I don't care really what the subject matter. It could be on ants, plants, trees, or bees. It could be on serial killers or gangsters. Historic figures, it does not make a difference. I'm just a big, huge fan of documentaries. So UFC had their pay-per-view this weekend, UFC 255. Davidson Figueroa took on Alex Perez. And I hate to blow it for you. Figueroa wrapped him up in the first round, uh, ended him. It was quick, fast, and in a hurry. Valentina Shacheco took on Jennifer Meyer. That was a five-round bout. Uh, Valentina did some things that kind of shocked me. I thought that she wrestled a bit too much, but it was clearly her fight, and she won. When she just throws hands and feet, she is one of the greatest fighters that you will ever see. Platinum Mike Ferry took on Tim Means. Tim Means handled Mike Perry. Mike Perry, if his heart matched his skill set, boy, I mean, if his skill set matched his heart, he would be one of the most dangerous fighters who ever lived. But he is not. He is more tough guy and gorilla than great fighter. But he's always entertaining. And Caitlin Kudigan took on Cynthia Calvito. Now, Calvito is shocker to me. She is fantastic one fight, mediocre the next fight, then fantastic. She is actually a great seesaw. And in this fight, she seemed to be on the low end of the seesaw, and Caitlin Kudigan handled her and got the rightful decision. Mauricio Shogun Hua took on Paul Craig, and I hope to never see Shogun Hua fight in the UFC again. His age showed he was tough as a motherfucker. He hung in there, but he just does not have it because as far as I'm concerned, Paul Craig is not the greatest of fighters himself, but he was able to easily handle Shogun. There also were some other good fights on the undercard but I'm not going to go into it. If you're interested, you haven't seen it, go check it out. Like I said, it's UFC 225. So the NBA decided that they're going to have a 72-game season next year. And it's going to kick off December 22nd. That's right, people. December 22nd, we got basketball back. And they're going to finish no later than July 22nd. They're going to have an all-star break, but no festivities. And then they got this weird thing they're going to do. It's going to be extra teams in the playoffs. The first seven teams are going to be automatically from each division in the playoffs. But team eight is going to play the ninth and tenth place teams to see it's a play-in. So eight, nine and ten are going to play each other. And then nine, ten play eight. And whoever wins that game becomes now the eighth seed. I hope you understood what I said. Uh, the NBA draft was this week. A lot of these kids really didn't know because we didn't get to finish off the NCAA tournament for 2020. But we all know uh, Ball, and he came to Charlotte, and I think that's a good move for Charlotte to sign him, draft him. Um, you know, me being in North Carolina, I will get to see the beginning of his career, and I'm kind of excited to to do so. Clay Thomas Thompson. I really feel bad for Clay. 
Clay missed all of last year due to injury, and now he's torn his Achilles and will miss all of next year. I'm hoping Clay a speedy recovery. He's one of the best shooters who ever lived in my lifetime, or I believe in anybody's lifetime. So I hope nothing but the best for Clay. I mean, I really feel bad for him. I feel bad for the Golden State Warriors fans. I mean, they had him out last year, they had Steph out last year, and now they go from on top of the mountain to what's going on. And that's how quick it is in sports. And that's why you can't predict with any kind of confidence that you know what a team's going to do when the season starts. Oh, man, they're going to be in the championship. They're going to be in the Super Bowl. No, you don't know because you have to take into account real life. And real life has injuries. It has consequences. Things happen in real life. Chris Paul was traded to the Suns. And boy, I really don't like the overhype that everybody's giving the Suns as though they're going to be some killer team. Less Devin Booker is fantastic scorer. Devin Booker is going to be a future superstar in the NBA. But the Suns, I don't care that they went 8-0 and in the bubble. The Suns were a below 500 team who did not make the playoffs. Now people got them in the conference final. See, it's, they get caught up in the hype all the time, and I'm not going to, I'm not getting caught up in that same hype. So the, the Charlotte Hornets also signed Gordon Haywood. I thought they overpaid him. They gave him four years, $120 million. Great for the Haywood family. You know, we talking 30 mil a year, but this is a guy that, You cannot 100% rely on because he's been often injured. He had the bad leg injury. I believe he broke his hand in this bubble season. So I don't understand what Michael Jordan did with this one, you know. There supposedly was some kind of outburst with Antonio Brown and security throwing a chair and stuff. We'll see how that plays out. Antonio really needs to chill and keep his name out of the paper unless it's for catching touchdowns and long receptions, and helping Tampa Bay Buccaneers win. Other than that, Antonio really, really, really needs to take a chill pill, man. I wish him the best. Uh, I think he's one of the, the, the special talents that I've ever seen at the wide receiver position in the NFL, and I, I want him to finish his career on an up note. I want him to be able to put this last two and a half years behind him and move on and be good, a good person, productive person, a good father. You know how that goes. So the Biden teams this week are the Bills, the Bears, the Giants, and the 49ers. And last night, or let's say yesterday, the Titans beat the Ravens 30-24. to And I'm in total shock because as far as I'm concerned, and I'm going to say it straight, I'm not going to stutter. I want you to hear me. I thought the Titans in the third and fourth quarter punked the Ravens. They punked them physically. Brown punked them, then Henry punked them. I thought that Harbaugh is coaching the offense right now that is stagnant, doing nothing, a couple of handoffs here and there. Lamar Jackson's accuracy has to get better. I mean, I know nobody got the practice that they want, but he had his tight end open several times, just flat out overthrown. And I'm sure he's going to catch hell about that from the media today. If I was Lamar Jackson, I would stay off of ESPN, Fox, and places like that. The Panthers beat the Lions 20 to zip. And P.J. Walker from the XFL 
was the starting quarterback for the Panthers with no Christian McCaffrey and led them to victory. Congratulations, Mr. P.J. Walker. I mean, I thought that was fantastic. The Lions really stink. The Cleveland Browns in sloppy weather beat the Eagles 22-17. And still, the Eagles at 3-6-1 are leading the NFC East. Is that ridiculous or what? The Browns didn't look particularly good, but Chubbs is running hard, and that's what they're relying on. They're relying on their run game because Baker Mayfield is bad, but I'm going to tell you who's worse. Carson Wentz is worse, and there is no reason, and I better not see Dan Orlowski today actually come to the defense of Carson Wentz. Carson played another bad game. I mean, he's having a horrible season, and it's all right to call a spade a spade. It's all right to be honest. The Texans beat the Patriots, who fell to four and six. When was the last time that you have heard of the New England Patriots being four and six? It probably was in the 1990s. That's how long ago that was. So they are on the cusp of not even making the playoffs. I mean, they are below 500 in a division with the Dolphins and a division with the Bills. Now, the Texans, they still need to get more weapons. Deshaun Watson has got to work so hard every game to get victories, but he pulled one off yesterday, and I do dig it. The Colts played the Packers, and they beat them 34-31. The fourth quarter, let's say the last three minutes of the fourth quarter, I have never seen a set of referees try so hard to give a game to another team. They called like seven penalties on the Colts in that fourth quarter to make sure that that ball was back in Aaron Rodgers' hand. I had never seen anything like that. It was almost blatant. And I am so glad that the Colts were able to pull out this victory because they earned it. They didn't cheat to get it. They earned it. The Pittsburgh Steelers, who are now 10-0, beat the Jacksonville Jaguars 27-3. And we expected that. I mean, we expected this to be an easy cakewalk. For the first half of the game, Steelers played down to the level of the Jaguars, which seems to be the Steelers' M.O. They don't turn on the gas until they seem like they have to. But then when they do, they just have too much firepower. That offensive receiving core is one of the best in the NFL, and the defense is now flying all over the place. Those DBs have seemed to come alive. Pittsburgh is major, major problems. The Saints, with Taysom Hill as the starting quarterback over Jameis Winston, which I'm still confused about, but he did get the victory. He got the victory 24-9. He almost had his first passing touchdown, but a penalty brought that back. But he did rush for a touchdown. I don't know what they do to keep Jameis after this because they are basically saying Jameis Winston is now a third-string quarterback. This was the number one pick in the draft who won a Heisman, due for 30 touchdowns and 5,000 yards last year. Okay, he threw 30 interceptions also, but he's now a third screen, third string quarterback in the NFL. Does that make sense? No. He needs to get himself out of there as fast as possible. 
the Washington Redskins beat the Bengals 20 to 9. I'm sorry, let me repeat that. The Washington football team, that team that I mentioned does not exist, and I'm ashamed of myself for that flying off my tongue. The Washington football team beat the Bengals 20 to 9. I felt horrible. Joe Barrow was injured. I think he'll be gone for the season. It was an ugly leg injury. I wish Joe Barrow nothing but the best. I thought he'd been balling out the best that he could with the pieces around him on Cincinnati. And like I said, I feel horrible for him. The the Broncos beat the Miami Dolphins 20 to 13. Tua Tagovailoa actually had to be benched for playing bad, but they said he will get a starting job back. I mean, I don't know what uh, Flores was thinking. He thought he could just put Fitz Magic in there and that he would lead them to the victory. You know what? Some of the shine came off of Tua. He hasn't been outstanding, outstanding. He's been steady. But you know what? This is a reality check. That this is the NFL, son. Not You're not in Alabama. This is the NFL. So he'll get it together. I think the Dolphins are a good team. They fly around the ball. They just had a bad day, and the Broncos made them pay. The Chargers beat the Jets, the 0-10 Jets, 34-28. I don't see the Jets winning a game this year, people. I see them losing every single game. And if they do win a game, It'll be because the other team just laid down and did not take them seriously. Do they try? Yes, the Jets try. But do they have the talent and the, and the uh, coaching to get over the hump? No, they do not. It's a sad situation to be a Jet fan, and I wouldn't wish it on an enemy. But you could always switch teams, right? My Dallas Cowboys beat the Vikings 31-28. And if you haven't seen it, put in C.D. Lamb's touchdown catch. It was phenomenal. I mean, for once, Zeke Elliott could run the ball. The defense flew all over the place. This was a good game for the Cowboys. They play Washington on Thanksgiving. Maybe there's some hope in a really horrible season that they might actually eke out a playoff victory and get beaten up in the first game and go home. But it could happen. Kansas City Chiefs beat the Las Vegas Raiders 35-31 in a very entertaining Sunday night football game. The Raiders wanted to sweep the Chiefs, but the Chiefs made some good defensive players at the end of the game. Mahomes hit Travis Kelsey for the winner, and that's all she wrote. We don't expect those 9-1 Chiefs to lose a lot. Maybe they'll drop another game before the year is over, and maybe they won't, you know. It it looks like it's going to be Pittsburgh knocking heads with Kansas City if you said it today. But like I said before, you can't predict the future. Things in real lives happen all the time. Now, the Monday night game is going to be the Los Angeles Rams versus Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I don't even know if I'll be watching this game. Uh, I really do not like the Rams. I like the Bucks, so maybe I'll stick in for a quarter to see what's going on. But I think that the Bucks have more than enough defense and more than enough offense to beat the Rams because I'm not a fan of golf. I'm just not a big fan of golf. Now, Thursday, people, is Thanksgiving. And like I said, I wish you and your family a safe, healthy 
Thanksgiving. I hope that you have more than you need. I hope that you're supplied with everything that you need. Peace, love, happiness, food, uh, fellowship. And if you can't get with people, Zoom people, call as many relatives as you can. Reach out and just say hello. It won't cost you nothing to do that. But we have football on Thanksgiving also. The first game at 1230 is the Texans versus the Lions. The second game is the Washington football team. And I said that right this time versus the Dallas Cowboys. They play at 430. And the late night game is the Baltimore Ravens playing the Pittsburgh Steelers. The still undefeated Pittsburgh Steelers. They play the eight, the late game at 820 p.m. And if the Ravens come out there with that vanilla offense with no new wrinkles in it, and I don't know how they're going to have new wrinkles by Thursday, they will lose once again. And Pittsburgh will be 11-0 and and basically closing that division out. Like I told you in the beginning, and like I said, I don't really want to preach to you because that's not what I do. I want you to find something to be thankful for. And I think that when you find things to be thankful for, it opens up other blessings to find your window. When we are not happy about anything, when we can't find anything to appreciate in life, it also brings misery because then you start dwelling on what does not go right. Think about something positive that does go right. If you are breathing with no issues, if you are thinking with no problems, if you can move all your limbs, your tens and your twos, you can hear, you can see, you can walk, you can talk. You don't receive any emails or phone calls about a loved one or friend being injured or killed or in a position where they are fighting for their lives in a hospital. Take them all as blessings. I didn't say that you got to jump up and down and run outside and act a fool. You can be realistic but you can also count your blessings because when you count the smallest ones, it does plant the seed for bigger blessings to come. And I'm going to tell you, like I tell you each and every time, people, I want you to have nothing but peace. And I want yours to have nothing but peace. And this is Strange Talk with Doc. You can hit me up, find me anywhere you like. Go to my website, send me a message. Tell me how you like me, if you dislike me, whatever. But send me a message. I really appreciate that. Like, subscribe, share if you want. And peace to you and peace to yours. Save your most important documents, videos, and photos in the cloud. With a Microsoft 365 subscription, you get a full terabyte of secure OneDrive storage that you can access across all your devices. As part of your subscription, you get the added benefit of additional OneDrive personal vault storage. Using a second set of identity verification, this gives you an extra layer of protection for your most important and private files. Buy now at Microsoft365.com slash memories.